What's up, everybody? You're listening to the greatest podcast of all time. TW Radio, Matt's Afternoon Chat in a brand new year, 2017, the 19th of January, 2017. And I have promised for a very, very long time to put on some music that many of you would enjoy. Many of you probably just... uh, Shrug and throw it down the trash can, but yeah, uh, it's some good music. It's very good music, and it has to do with the story I'm going to tell you a little bit later because I know I have a year in review show that I have to finish for you guys. I know that I have a lot to talk about with the inauguration, which is honestly tomorrow. I'm starting this at 11:28 on the 19th, so. You know, it's it's honestly in only 30 minutes. The major, major, major part is that this is also a football weekend. So we're going to get that all in for you today. But here's the drafted with Burn the Confederate Flag. It's punk. If you don't like it, it's over in a minute and 45. TW Radio has afternoon chat. My pickup truck has metal nuts that tingle as I go. I've got the stars and bars and stickers on my rear window. My bigotry is on my sleeve, but I can do no wrong. My truck nuts keep me. background story for all you guys and by the way um there might be a little reverb on your end um if i sound like i'm squeaking i absolutely apologize but the way things are looking is that it's only occurring maybe every 30 seconds or so and so i'm go for launch on this radio show i don't have a producer today no one's behind the glass all right so um i met adam's brother Travi in about uh, 2001 when the war zone started Adam is the vocalist of that band that you just heard whether you like it or not anyway I'm gonna get into the story right now because it's a very (laughs) that's a beautiful segue to get into it it's a beautiful segue basically Adam came up to me in April or maybe March I want to say a little bit earlier and said to me Matt listen um, I applied not really apply but put in a bid to play at a punk show where it's a major punk show, as in major good bands in one location, and it's going to be in Milwaukee. 
and he won the bid. Apparently, I think the story is that he tried several times to get the bid, and this is the first time that he got the bid, and he said, you know what, let's give, uh, let's give the band some exposure. So, The Drafted has been one of my favorite bands since I was in elementary school. Um, basically, almost because Adam and the band did wild things with me. Uh, 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 like, we, like the, the, the Drafted's history is very, very long, and it would take forever to go through a whole show, and I know Adam would probably agree with me on that, just forever, it would probably take about two hours, three hours to, you know, go over the whole history in an interview with him, and, I mean, uh, this is how they sounded in 2002, and this is how they sound in 2016, they sound great, they're, uh, I mean, you don't have to be a fan of the punk genre to understand good music, and that is good music, I'm sorry. Whatever. Uh, I'm not an old man like Mike Francesa, so I'm not going to ever say that's bad music. Uh, that was perfectly... That was perfect. It was perfect. So I met Adam, Cassie, his wife, a year later. And ever since then, we've been on and off friends. His band, The Drafted, with these guys. Because what's happened... Ha- what has happened is Adam has constantly been the vocalist... And lead guitars for the band. But there has been changes in the other personnel of the band. Because they've moved on. They've done, they've, they've done other things. Whatever. Um, he also has a new band. And I want to give a shout out right now to Gut Radio. And I don't even know why I'm saying this. Adam. <laughs> I know you're going to understand this. The guy that is not going to understand this. Is the benefit uh, that we're hosting this for. I'm not really too sure what the benefit is actually for. But it's from 6 to 10 on Sunday at Rudyard's British Pub at 2010 WA in Houston, Texas, 77006. If you want to put that in Google Maps, 2010 WA, Houston, Texas, 77006 at Rudyard's. Um, tickets are available. Um, I think it's like a five, uh, it's a $10 donation to get in. The only reason why I'm hesitant on this is because of a football... Sunday, which is very hardcore, and I'm kind of wondering why Saints fan Adam didn't pick up on this earlier. But so he comes up to me. Anyway, he comes up to me uh, in March and April, and I give him this idea. I give him this idea of flying into Chicago instead of Milwaukee because I'm a travel agent. Flying into Chicago from Houston is pretty much uh, it, it is the most simple thing in the entire world because. Southwest has both its hubs in Chicago and Houston. United has both its hubs in Chicago and Houston. American has both its hubs in Dallas and Chicago. So it's like the easiness to get to Chicago was way worth the price of them going through Milwaukee. But as a travel agent, I have to realize that they are going on a strict business trip as a band. And I don't even think the best tour managers would have gone as good to where I've gone to with this whole scenario. Because it's a it's a one gig show. So they didn't have multiple gigs into where I had to drive them around. But at the same time, that could have been perfectly done. If we had more time, we could have done the entire Midwest in this van that we rented. But let me get to that in a second. So, I've never been to Chicago before. Except on a layover that I almost missed a flight to. Me and my ex are running to the fucking gate 
You know, I mean, we're like chain-smoking cigarettes on the outside. Security is, you know, tight as a fucking whistle. It's 2004, you know, we're, we're in the middle of Iraq. So... We're the last ones to board the plane, and we look, and we look, you know, completely embarrassed. But at the same time, we don't care because this black woman who's 24 gets us drunk, and we're only 18. And I don't even know why I'm telling you this story, but it's just so good. And so, and so, I haven't ever visited Chicago as you know somebody in an urban planning. You know, I mean, that's my major in college. Urban planning would want to go to I mean I wanted to see Chicago and I wanted to see Comiskey I don't give a fuck what the new name of the of that of that park is that park is always going to be Comiskey Park you remember the tirade I read on what the Triborough Bridge is always the RFK Bridge is always going to be the Triborough Bridge well Comiskey Park is always going to be Comiskey Park don't I think they changed it to, to some like percentage like like is the name is so stupid. It has to do with banking. And it's like a phrase in banking. But that's the name of the bank. <laughs> and it sounds so ridiculous. So anyway, I bought I bought tickets and everything. I found them the, the way out there, the cheap way. And I decided that I was going to, in my, this is my birthday vacation, okay? So birthday vacation slash I got to get these guys here and I got to get these guys home. So I had a job versus a birthday pre- uh, and a birthday present, and also Wrigley Field was on the schedule after I got these guys home. So I get to Chicago. I get to Chicago, and automatically I, I know that I'm gonna enjoy myself. I'm in downtown. I'm in a major city. Everything that you've heard about Chicago with the shootings and stuff like that, it's kind of like what you hear about Mexico. That there's shootings everywhere. Same thing with Chicago. You have to go into the bad area to get shot. Or, you know what? You have to get yourself into trouble. That's the deal with Chicago. Chicago and Mexico are like one and one on one on this. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that you can put that comparison together. But there's been probably more people killed in Chicago by gun violence in the cu- last couple of years than from the drug war in Mexico the last couple of years. Last couple of years. Let's not, let's not go back 10 years. Because the drug war was very violent, but now it's coming, you know, it, 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 it's it, it's soothing down. And with El Chapo, and like I said, uh, right now I'm broadcasting 11.43 p.m. on uh, Central Standard Time, uh, January 19, 2017. El Chapo landed it in Long Island at MacArthur today. He landed it in Long Island. I thought they were going to send a text for sure. I thought they were going to send, I, I better up my money on it. They landed in MacArthur. We're like 50 fucking federal agents waiting for him. <laughs> Ronkonkoma. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's the last place El Chapo thought he was going to go. Ronkonkoma. Like, of all fucking places in the world, he lands in fucking Ronkonkoma from, like, Mexico City. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> that's that's one fun charter jet. Mexico City to Ronkonkoma. <laughs> The fuck are you guys doing? And I'm talking about the United States. Like, I know that I know Obama wanted to go out, like you know, kind of with a bang. But at the same time, it's kind of like this doesn't make any sense at all. 
Because, I mean, I don't understand how the extradition works as in, I don't know if Obama made like a secret call or something like this. And, you know, this, this will probably come out in the next couple of days, like how this happened. But I don't know if he made like a secret call to Mexico and said, okay, that's it. We're going to bring him back right now. The day before the Trump inauguration. I mean, first of all, that's a brilliant strategy. But at the same time, you know, you have one day left in office. It's only going to... Help your legacy just a tad. I mean, the drug war is never going to be over. And you can have further proof of that by me smoking my illegal marijuana right now. Oh, I got a low another bowl. Ooh. Oh, that's cashed. I got a low another bowl on that one. All right, so anyway, Friday I get there. I check into my hostel, which is very nice. I'm in downtown Chicago. I'm off uh, State Street and... Holy crap, I'm never going to forgive myself if I get this wrong, so I'm, I'm just going to look it up. The first thing that I do is I buy a pass that day to ride the Metro because the thing is, I knew that when I was landing that day that I was going to go to Comiskey, and that's off the rail line. And so is Wrigley. Wrigley's off the rail line, too. But the thing is, the airport is also connected to the rail, and it's about $5 to get out of the rail station. So you think to yourself, okay, if it's a $2.25, $2.50 fare, $2.75 fare, whatever the fuck it is, you are going to want... You know, a good fare deal. And $10 a day I thought was fine. So I paid the $10 fare for unlimited passes for Friday. And, okay, so I'm, I'm zooming into Chicago right now. Because I, I don't want to get the street wrong. I, like, I don't want to feel like an idiot because I really had a really good time over here. Um, what street is this? Okay, it was off Congress. You guys know Chicago, any? It was off, like, Congress in Michigan. Like around there, that's where I stood, and I know that like, like that it like you're, and if you know Chicago, you're thinking about that area. Like what the fuck you said, Congress in Michigan? That's like the best area. Yeah, I know it's the best area. Uh, I'm looking at it on the map. I have like five subway stations on the goddamn map. I have five, five, and I'm zoom I'm zoomed in by fifty meter separation. So I stayed there that 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 day. I decided to get some Chinese food because I heard that Chicago was second best for Chinese. I, it was a good meal. I'm not going to complain. Young Cho Fried Rice, if you're from New York, you know what Young Cho Fried Rice is. If you're from the Tri-States area and don't know what Young Cho Fried Rice is, I need you to take a gun and shoot yourself in the head. I'm, I'm not even going to play politics with you. No political correctness. You need to kill yourself. Because you seriously have been missing out on your entire fucking life. And if any of you are offended, go fuck yourself to all internal hell. Because you should die for not knowing Young Cho Fried Rice. It's spelled Young Cho. Like Young. Like, you know, like he's a young kid. Or he's a, she's a young girl. Young. But sometimes they put Y-U-N-G because Chinese people built railroads, guys. They're, they're smarter than us, all right? Anyway, so... <laughs> that was the dumbest reason of all time. Anyway, so get there. 
I get the Chinese, I go back to the hostel, and then I get ready for the game. I, I'm wearing all black because I'm going to the White Sox game. And I know that makes no sense to some people who don't know baseball, but the White Sox actually play in black and white uniforms. So I was in black. I wanted to kind of blend in a little. I wasn't cheering for anybody. They were playing against the Mariners. I'd never seen the Mariners before, nor have I ever been to Comiskey Park. So it was all very nice for me. And I ended up riding the train all the way down past the past this past Comiskey to talk to this great guy. He knew a lot. Red. Uh. Um. I'm sorry. White Sox history. He knew just so much about the team. About and. We were just talking about like how Chicago was, and I was asking him questions about like how he felt about living in Chicago and everything like that. And I, I, I was just glued to this guy. I was just like, I wanna, I, I wanna know more about what you know. I wanna know everything that you know. And it worked out great. It worked out great. Like I got there, it was like maybe like the second, third inning. So I'm late to the game. The White Sox are already losing like one nothing, something like that, and I'm drunk, dead. Drunk. I forgot to mention this. Dead, 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 drunk. Dead, drunk. And Chicago, Illinois, you know, I, I, I don't want to go to no Cook County. I'm, I'm, I, I heard that was worse than Harris County, which is Houston. Uh, I've done my rounds in Harris County. I don't want to do my rounds in Cook County. Uh-uh. That's not the deal. So Madden Palooza had to act sober. And Madden Palooza tried his best. I'll tell you that. I mean, he didn't get caught. I'll tell you that. Anyway, I can't even tell you how the game ended. I left before the game ended, but as long as I got to see teams play, and it was a good game, but I mean, it just got boring. It was it was a pitcher's duel, and, and it was my first night there, and I had to wake up really early in the morning for the guys, so I was just like, man, fuck this. So I went back on the train, and I go back home. Uh, well, home to the hotel, you know, and that's when um, I wake up at six uh, at eight o'clock in the morning. I find I find out their plane is delayed. I'm supposed to be at O'Hare at eight. I'm supposed to be at O'Hare at eight. I'm at the hotel in downtown Chicago. That's an hour trip, and so I'm you know I'm so happy they're late and. I go to pick them up at O'Hare. Uh, I take the train all the way to O'Hare. We take the train all the way back. They're in a really good mood. Everyone's in a really good mood. Everyone gets lunch. We go downtown. Uh, I kind of fucked with the station agent. That was kind of uncomfortable, I bet, for the rest of the band. But the thing was, like, you know, sometimes Texans don't know how to stand up for things. And you have to stand up for them. And unfortunately, they will never, ever tell you that. So I had to do it. Besides that, besides that, great lunch. And then we head on the Amtrak to Milwaukee. TW Radio, that's afternoon chat. Put on a song right after this. We'll get to what happened in Milwaukee, how the end of the trip happened. And I will go to some regular news. And if we have time, maybe Florida. Maybe Florida. TW Radio, that's afternoon chat.
Oh, yes, you're listening to TW Radio Matt's Afternoon Chat. And like I said, I hope you're not getting too much reverb. By the way, if you like that Drafted song, the first song that was on there, they're at thedrafted.com, the band that I'm talking about. So let's get straight into it. So I, we took a train from Chicago to Milwaukee, which was about an hour and 30 minutes, and it was, oh, it was so peaceful. There is no train travel in Texas. I don't know if anybody knows that. But it's very... (laughs) I don't even know how to say it. I'm not even going to edit that silence because it's just so ridiculous. There is no train travel in Texas. And if there is, it's once a day. And there's absolutely no way someone can commute on that. So, like, as in, like, doing a one-day business deal or something like that. So... What we have here is a guy, bunch of guys from Texas, and they're going into a venue in Milwaukee, unbeknownst to them, with California band. I think there was a band from Minnesota, one from Illinois. I think that's it, though. Everybody else was from Wisconsin, though. We're in Milwaukee now. We have a nice rental van. Everything is going good. Whole venue went great. Everything went great. I think they played one of their best shows that they ever played, to be honest with you. And the next day, we st- we saw this hotel that was close to the... Um, oh, it was close to the highway. I want to say that it was close to the airport, as in we were going to use their airport shuttle, but it ended up being that... We could actually get off at the train station and just go straight to the airport and pick up the vehicle versus having to do all that. So we just ended up doing that. And, you know, a uh, nice hotel. Not, 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 nothing wrong with it. I mean, it, was, it wasn't too great. It wasn't too bad. And uh, I got them out and they got on their flight. And uh, I was happy to see that mission complete. Might have made some negative comments to some of the band members because of <sighs> it's it's hard to explain to re- to a regular person when i say a regular person i mean a person that isn't to the travel business about how much work that you possibly do in your head before an event happens and how much thinking that you have to do and the thing is you never want to overthink that is one of the worst things that you could ever do and a travel agent overthinks all the time. They always want to make sure the preparations are 100% correct. At least that's my travel motto. I don't know about other travel agents you guys deal with. But my travel motto is you're always thinking about the worst case scenario, best case scenario, and then middle case scenario. And then you fill in the gaps in between there. And you have five scenarios ready to rumble. Because at an instant something can happen. Right? I mean, that's happened to everybody that's traveled. In an instant, something can happen. And you need to get a hold of somebody. So, I consider them valuable cargo. (laughs) Until I got to Chicago and I dropped them off. Well, Adam dropped them off. He was the one driving the car. But we, 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 we got back to Chicago. And I left them as soon as they got to the check-in desk. And I got out of there. And, you know, I had the rest of the Sunday to myself. I, honestly, I, I think I probably slept most of the day um oh i know what i did i wanted to go to you to the united center 
to piss off my friend from Manchester Key. He's a big Bulls fan, and I just want to go to the United Center and tell him to go fuck himself because he's too big of a pussy to come to America and enjoy the wealth of the British pound versus the U.S. dollar. God, so, you know, some people, I just, I, I can't with some people. I just can't. I can't with some people. They just don't understand. Anyway, I never got there. I ended up riding another train. I ended up riding the Orange Line to their other airport. And I got really drunk on that train. Really drunk. So I decided just to go back to the hotel, check in, and then go to sleep. Met this guy from Austria. And he was trying to fuck another girl from Austria. And I'm talking to him in English about it. It's some crazy ass shit. And then, you know, I... Um, some guy from like San Francisco was there, or some shit like that, and we're talking about various areas in San Francisco that he liked and whatnot. So, uh, you know, it, it was a good day. And then the next day, I, you know, I had planned Cubs Pirates at Wrigley Field, and I just have to say, you know, as my last day in Chicago, that was what what a brilliant ending. First off, I met this very charming girl at uh, the last stop. So I did the red line, terminal to terminal, the whole time I was there. Not consecutively, but while the whole time I was there. Met this girl at the last stop, and I, I don't know where she was going, but she missed her bus or missed her... I don't think it was train, because I was taking the train. And she asked me for a cigarette, and we ended up talking talking to as much as she's talking about inviting me to, to a surprise party in Chicago or whatnot. And, uh, for like, not, not surprise party, it's like a graduation party. Some bullshit like that, um, it's not bullshit to her, obviously, but I mean, you know. Well, what I'm saying is, is that I met a lot of nice people on this trip. And then when I got to Wrigley, that whole area is just so, can't even describe it. It's like no other ballpark that I've ever been to. The, the. It feels like that the ground is a English soccer stadium, right? And then you have pubs all around it. There's maybe no other place like that. Like, Yankee Stadium is sort of like that, but all the places are closed afterwards. In Chicago, it's not. Like, at Yankee Stadium, there's you have that McDonald's, and then you have that gyro car, and then you have all the bars. But you have, like, bars... Chicken places, you know, rib places, Chinese places, Italian places, you know, let's help that sell slices, whatever. All around Wrigley, and it's great. It's wonderful. I love it. I loved every second of it, to be completely honest with you. Uh, but the only thing that I do not like about Wrigley is that I had to like climb a ladder. I had to climb a, I had to climb this hill that was like forty five thousand feet tall. I'm telling you, it felt like I was climbing Everest, okay? If you're not in shape, do not go to Wrigley. <laughs> there are no escalators. You have to climb. Oh, my God. I was on the upper deck. I didn't realize I had to climb that much. And then climbing down, going down is even worse. Because it's so steep that you could just roll down the fucking ramp. <laughs> and I wanted to do that. To, like, if I knew I wouldn't be arrested... I would have done that. I would have completely have done that. Alright. And. I get to. The point of. 
you know, surrendering. So that's when I do go down the ladder on the seventh or eighth inning. And then it ends up that I, that in the 11th, like the Cubs win the game. It somehow went into extra innings and I missed one of the greatest regular season games of all time. And I mean, the thing is, am I really that disappointed? Not, not really. I got to see Wrigley. That, that, that was my whole point. I've seen the Cubs a million times. I hate Cubs fans because the Astros used to be in the NL and that used to give me a reason to go to baseball games in Houston because, you know, they had no bearing on me. Now I hate them. I mean, I, I, I hate Cubs fans. Am I happy that the Cubs won the World Series? I mean, you know, I wanted Cleveland to win for Bruce and Bayside, but, you know, whatever. You know, rest, rest in peace, Bruce, though. I mean, we're all... We're, we all thought about you those couple of days. We all we all thought about the Indians and where they were and how much it would mean to you. And, you know, that was great. He's a part of Mongo Nation, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about. Just type in Bruce from Bayside on um, YouTube. You'll, you'll find some videos of him talking to Mike and stuff. And he had bad jokes. And he, he was an old man. and But he, he was funny. He was a good guy. And you know what? It seems to me as if the reverb gets worse as the show goes on and I am gonna edit this but I'm gonna end on this and then I'm gonna do my NFL picks tomorrow morning so just to give myself a little break and do my NFL picks in the morning and then I'll put this up after Mike comes up tomorrow but I just want to say that um, to everyone who listened to the first year review show thank you very much at first, I thought not many people listened, and I was actually looking at the wrong numbers, and we did exceptionally well that day. I want to say four-digit well. Um, it might be in five-digit now. I haven't checked. I, I haven't. I just... Once it gets over 100, I just... I just that's fine with me. That's fine. Um, I don't know if that sounds like glorifying or whatever but the thing is if I didn't have listeners why would I do this so that's that Chicago was a great place I left that out of there on Tuesday I really had no problem there one of the weirdest things about Chicago I want to say is is that you can buy your liquor in a pharmacy I bought liquor at CVS CV fucking S what the fuck is happening I mean, or what is not happening in Texas? TW Radio, Matt's Afternoon Chat. Song, and then we're going to go to the NFL picks. So if you're not into football, that's the end of this clip. Ladies and gentlemen, please direct your attention now to the microphone behind home plate. And please welcome one of America's premier entertainers, Grammy Award winner, Lee... Greenwood. If tomorrow all the things were gone, work for all my life, and I had to start again. Just my children and my wife Thank my lucky stars To be living here today 
Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston and New York to LA, where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say. Proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. To be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget The men who died Who gave their rights to me And I gladly stand up Next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless Hey guys, CW Radio, Matt's Afternoon Chat, and because of all that reverb yesterday, I'm not going to put you through any more of that. Um, my friend Mike in New Haven, he has recorded all this stuff. It's at MC's, MC's Audio at YouTube, or you can add him as a friend on Twitter at Aboriginal underscore MC1, Mike in New Haven, and... Um, he gets he extracts these clips and he's really good at it because there are other people who do it and they're trash they they really are so he's really good at it and he's only like fucking like I don't know 12 or 13 I'm just kidding I know <laughs> he's older than that I'm just kidding with you Mike thanks for this and this is Mike Francesa's championship picks for 2017 in the league where they play for pay 
All right, here we go. Today's picks are brought to you by the New York Community Bank, online at mynycb.com, by Agera Energy, the tri-state's premier electricity and natural gas supplier. Visit agarafan.com. And by Island Auto Group on Highland Boulevard in Staten Island, 13 brands, domestics, and imports, islandautogroup.com. And we have reached Championship Sunday, the Final Four. In the National Football League, the playoffs dwindle down to just three games. Uh, talent abounds, especially at the quarterback position. So here we go. Championship Sunday in the league where they play for pay. Six and two so far in the playoffs, three and one each week. Two games. The Falcons Five-point favorites over the Packers. The Pats, six-point favorites over the Steelers. All right, game number one. Uh, we've talked about it a lot. To me, it's a lot of the scenario. The one X factor here, and we'll deal with it Sunday on a Football Sunday show. I don't think it would be to the point that it would make me uh, radically change my selection. Uh, but you are worried about the uh, fact that the Packers could really be down to just an incredibly diminished level at the wide receiver position. We know where they are in the secondary. It's not good. We know what their problems are. Uh, Atlanta has a couple injuries. They lost the defensive end. Beasley's been playing with a shoulder. Julio's been playing with a toe. But they'll play, and you know they'll probably play well. Uh, the Falcons have been just a juggernaut of late. They've been scoring. They were the highest scoring team in the regular season, 504 points. They've been very good. Uh, they were great against Atlanta last week. In the last five games, they've been averaging uh, almost 40 points, uh, and they have really toyed with their opponents. I don't even think we've seen the depth of how good this offense is. I think we will see that this week, and I think it is an incredible offense that has an enormous advantage over a Packer team that is uh, bordering on the atrocious defensively. Uh, So I don't think Green Bay has any answers at all for the Atlanta offense. And I think it would be an upset if Atlanta scores under 35 points in the game. When you look at a game like that, it's hard to... It's hard. It's virtually impossible. I am sitting here telling you that I believe the home team will score 35 points in the game. That should be the end of the story. But it's not because you're dealing with a quarterback who is playing on a level like, like... the the likes of which we have not seen. Um, Right now, I would say that it looks like Rodgers came down from a higher league. That's how well he's playing. He's doing some things that we, you you do not see, things that have been done that uh, I don't know that anybody else can do. Um, If I give you a dark scenario for the game, which is that Green Bay's so limited, they can't keep up with them, can't score with them. I could still see Green Bay getting a backdoor cover late. I mean, I can still even see that when you're talking about five points. Here is my my theory on this, and it will remain my theory. It was last week. It will again this week. And that is that anytime you give somebody like Aaron Rodgers points and are willing to give them more than three points, there's no way to take the other team. I mean, I just don't think it's reasonable to take the other team because of the magnitude of, at which he's playing. 
uh, because he's capable of winning the game by himself. He's also capable of diminishing the lead and taking a 10-11 point lead and making it a 3 point lead very, very quickly. Um, you're getting 5 points with the Packers. That's a lot with Aaron Rodgers. It's an amazing amount with Aaron Rodgers. It's hard to believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to spot anybody 5 points. Last week he spotted them the same amount of points and obviously won the game outright. I do not think right now, I do not see the, if anyone wins this game by more than the touchdown, it would be Atlanta. It would not be Green Bay. I just think Green Bay is too beat up. Uh, turnover special teams will play a uh, play a factor in this game, but I don't think an enormous one. I think this is a shootout. I'll take Green Bay plus five. But if Green Bay was two, I would, ta- I would have taken Atlanta. That's how small the margin is now. But anytime you're going to give me Aaron Rodgers and five points, I'm taking it every time. That's all there is to it. I would never, never pass it up. So give me Green Bay plus five. I think first one to 35 wins. 35 rings the bell. I'll call it 38-35 Atlanta. But you're getting Green Bay plus five. I think it'll be 38-35. Somebody give me Green Bay plus five game number one. The second one's trickier. But I believe this. I believe that the worst thing that could have possibly have happened to the Steelers is that the Pats won last week but didn't play well. I think that really sets uh, some nasty stuff in motion. I think the best thing that could have happened to the Steelers is that the Pats won that game last week 48-3. to Did not happen. They did not play well. They did a lot of things wrong. They gave their coach a lot of things that he could really zero in on his team about. And I think the team will be on edge for the Steelers in a, in a big way. And I think a lot of times that uh, Pat team is not on a real fine edge. And I think they will be on a, a fine edge in, in this game. I think they will be emotional. And you don't see that team all that emotional, but I think they will be emotional in this game. I don't think these teams like each other at all. Uh, so I think there's some of that. Plus, I think that you can drive home that this week that Bell and Brown and Ben and these guys think they're better than you. And I think he can send some of that home. I think they have some stars that the guys on the Pats can get a little annoyed about, which is not often the case. Um, I have respect for the Steelers and their explosiveness, uh, but I don't like the way the Steelers have played away from home all season. And I, I think it's stark. I mean... Uh, Big Ben has nine touchdown passes, eight intercepts on 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 the road. Last week, he does not score a, a offensive touchdown, despite the fact his back gets you know whatever he wound up with 165, 170, whatever he wound up with for the game. Uh, he does not. He did not find the end zone. Uh, I don't want to say they were lucky to win the game last week. I thought they, I thought they were the better team. I thought they outplayed the Chiefs. The Chiefs can kick themselves for all the mistakes they made and all the drops they had. But I think I still think that uh, Pittsburgh was the better team because they could run the ball. That was really the difference in the game. I did, I, I, it's funny in this year, and and if you've listened to the show, you know I have great respect for Roethlisberger as a quarterback. I don't think Roethlisberger's been overly sharp this year. I think I've seen him so many times where he's made passes, and I'm like, what the heck was that? 
And I don't remember that. Maybe his legs are an issue. Maybe he's been more injured than people think. He does play through a lot of injuries. He also has to deal with the fact that he does have to feed the back, which does play away from the mentality of just the attack mode that sometimes Pittsburgh can get into. When Tom Brady has spread things out, he has destroyed the Steelers. I have not seen the Steelers ever stop that. And until they do, I don't know that they can. Uh, I think they can get a pass rush. I don't expect their pass rush to be anywhere as as good as what Clowney and Merciless put up last week. I think the Pats will be uh, ready for it. And I think the Pats are much better in the secondary than people think. I think the secondary has kind of gone unsung. And this could be a game where they get a couple of big plays. And I think that will be the case. See, I think everybody's going to take Pittsburgh in this game. I think people, I think there's going to be a lot of people calling for the upset. I think everyone's going to take Pitt in the six. And I'm going to say this game is a close game that is broken up by a turnover late. And three becomes ten. I'm going to take the Pats. Minus the six, and I'm going to say they win it 34-20 or 31-20, to 20, something like that. It might even be a late pick six that makes the difference, that puts the icing on the cake. So uh, the picks for this championship Sunday, Packers plus five, Pats minus six, uh, Dog, and a favorite on this championship Sunday on the fan.